0: hi everyone welcome to psychedelic conversations this is your hub for engaging in deep conversations around serotonergic hallucinogens that alter perceptions affect cognitive processes induce mystical and spiritual experiences enjoy the show Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Psychedelic Conversations podcast. And we're here again with my now friend, because we grew into this beautiful friendship, Uh, Vishnu. We had our first part of the conversation not long ago, and this is our second part together, because we had so much to say, and also I wanted to learn so much from his experiences and, and everything he's doing actually in the medicine space, so we had to have him back so soon. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and welcome Vishnu. Can't wait to dive in.
1: Thank you, Susan. What a beautiful day. Namaste, family, beautiful souls. Welcome. Thank you for being with us today. I just want to acknowledge the fact that we have brought all of this into creation and your ears and your eyes are tuned to this moment so that we can share and of all the places you can be doing and spending your time, you're here and that that uh, has a come into your manifestation that means that you're learning and growing in profound ways and so i just wanted to acknowledge you for tuning in today and listening to this beautiful conversation thank you susan for creating this platform so we can share thank you
0: thank you as always your wisdom your energy and your humbleness and and also the embodiment of this love and uh, compassion and uh, i always remember i will remember every guest that i speak to i always remember one thing about our guests and with you it's always the embodiment of love it's going to be that and thank you for bringing that in as always so um and what i would like to begin with uh, last night we so- spoke generally uh, a lot about love stuff and today uh if we can just go into the medicine space maybe we we can start with psilocybin And what I'd like to ask you is, how do people, let's start from the beginning and let me ask, how did you come into working with psilocybin? I always know and learn from our guests and people that I work with that it's a calling. It's usually a calling. It's always this intense, uh, you know, feel to need to connect with the medicine. And yeah, firstly, your experience, how did you come into it? And then how people come and find you or how do you find them so let's begin there
1: beautiful thank you thank you so uh bless the mushroom bless bless psilocybin and and, and the benefit that it brings to us and, and the whole fungi kingdom and what it does for, for our ecosystem in the process of life and rebirthing it's beautiful and so the, the mushroom has been that process for me it, it has shown me how to rebirth myself and and so How I came into relation with it and and the practice that I have now began at the age of uh, 19 when I met the mushroom, though on the calling portion that you speak of, I'd have to say that I was being prepared for the meeting of the mushroom many, many years before I was 19. It was actually a, a, a lifestyle that I was born into that had certain initiations to it that helped prepare me to to be a medicine person or to work with people in the medicine space. And what I mean by that is is I had exposure to certain kind of conditions that human beings put ourselves under and witnessing and being involved in in, uh, a variety of scenarios and situations that could be hard for an individual psyche. And so uh, being uh, exposed and through these at an early childhood and growing Uh, I would consider them rites of passage on how to navigate or how to find ways through some very, very hard life situations. And this is very often what a person experiences with the the psychedelics is, is that you come to it, you know, looking to navigate an aspect of your life that is challenging. And so uh, those were initiations for me much before I met the mushroom. And when I had met it at 19, uh, there was a, a relationship that was developed. And so for the last 10 years of of this 19 years that I'm speaking of knowing the mushroom, I have been assisting others with their journeys. And and really, uh, it's based on a very simple relationship that the mushroom has helped me. It gave me tremendous benefit. And I just wanted to see that that benefit was continued to be offered to other people, that other people may get that same benefit. It may be different because their benefit is different than my benefit. But nonetheless, I was benefited. And so it just feels natural to want to offer that space to others, like, uh, you know, to the ones who are open to it, not necessarily everybody, but anyone who's open to it and can benefit in their way, just to make sure that that is, to ensure that that is available. Uh, and then that led to more refined practice with the mushroom to the point where, you know, I assist people very specifically with uh, ceremony and microdosing now. Uh, and it's the two paths that, that I have found to be the most effective. There is a recreational path as well, which is fun for exploration. Though the, the intentional function of microdosing to alleviate certain practical symptoms like anxiety and stress or clarity of, of, of your uh, thoughts and focus, or your creative energy, uh, that would be a microdosing route. And then there are other folks that uh, really are looking for heavier shifts, like a transformation within a blossoming, if you will. And, and, and so ceremony is a very intentional way to to get uh, these these changes to blossom, mm-hmm. and so I work with people, and, and primarily those two those two paths because they're the most productive that I that I have uh, observed. And recreational is fun too, very fun exploration. You can meet really cool people and, and, and make these bonds. Though the uh, the deep inner work happens when when you put some intention uh, behind behind your what what you're utilizing these beautiful medicines for. Uh, and, and so how, how it might go that, that, uh, uh, I network with people is it works much like a mycelium network, like fungus itself. And so people find me through people that I've already helped or online platforms and and some sort of posting like this, and someone will become aware of me. It's very organic. Uh, and that's, that's key to the whole process is because there is a certain level of trust that I've found that makes the. Uh, uh, the application of these medicines much more effective when you can have a trustworthy source for these medicines you can have a trustworthy person to confide in and I've heard people say to me things that they've said no one has ever heard them say like uh, in, in, in ceremonial experience or in, in post-ceremony processing and integration, some people say, I've never told my parents this. My parents don't even know this stuff about me. The people I love the most, don't, like you're the only person I've ever spoken this aloud to. And so in order to have that space and that really, uh, it, there's a trust. And, and so everything is organic in, in, in the way people come to me and the way I find people. It would be a matter of uh, being observant of my energy and know, knowing where I'm led. And and so uh, blessed technology these days. Uh, Facebook is a very good platform to meet now. And people who I've worked with uh, recommend me to other people. And uh, we navigate a path forward because uh, a person may be coming without any spiritual desire to have. A just, I just need a practical application for a medicinal uh a benefit that I I'm I'm desperately requiring. I have some sort of treat treatment resistant depression. And I've heard that the clinical studies are showing that psilocybin help. And so we'll we'll we will work together to coordinate a dosage that's appropriate, a schedule that's appropriate. And uh, if a person is more interested in the ceremony, we go into a lot of uh, preparation work on how to get yourself ready for such a transformation. That means everything from your diet, getting your temple clean to receive the medicine, because outright uh, the medicine works better when your body is cleaner. The cleaner your body is, you're getting uh, plenty of hydration, uh, nutrient dense foods, a lot of live foods. Your body will receive this live medicine much better and have a much cleaner interaction with it. And so we go over these type of preparations uh, um, all the way to the pre-processing of emotions that may come up before ceremony because there are some anxieties that uh, your subconscious becomes aware that you're about to process. You're about to put a light on this in a week from now. And so it starts to come up and show itself. And so those are pre-ceremony conversations that are had to prepare an individual's mind uh, and just to to work that trust and that safety so that the person can really get the most out of the experience. And it's a very intimate experience with the ceremonies uh, that we host. And so during the, the experience uh, you're getting, you're getting soul naked. Like, you know, you're really stripping off all these layers and so it's very intimate, you know, so getting the setting appropriate and uh, being being a space of unconditional love is, is so valuable to the space because it allows that person to navigate places uh, where self-reflection is present. Uh, it's not even a matter of someone judging you. You're judging yourself in the eyes of this presence of somebody that you feel judged because of some sort of shame or something associated with something. And so the person holding this space can reassure that person that it's it that um, it serves me not to judge myself. It really doesn't, you know. Like I, uh, I'm here to make sure you can unfold, to unfold everything. Because the truth is, you are me, and whatever you're doing is actually okay. I know because the universe has permitted it to be. You may not want to continue to do some of these things, so let's unfold them. Let's recognize them. Let's do whatever confess to ourselves, we have done this. I have this. It's okay. Uh, And to hold that space during ceremony is the highest honor. It really is just to to be that loving support. And and so that would happen during, during uh, ceremony. And again, coming into ceremony, we've done three days of a diet to prepare an individual uh, avoiding all meats, all dairy, all uh, alcohol and, uh, preferably you're actually disdaining from sexual interaction for three days so that you can build your kundalini energy. And we use that kundalini energy. We, we, we look to uh, I- ignite it and initiate that energy so that as it rises and rises up through your chakra system and you get that full open heart, throat expression, your third eye is fully activated, crown chakra connection, you will feel bliss. You will feel your connection to the cosmos. Uh, and, of course, that support during ceremony and, and the ceremony, as amazing as that, that transformative experience is, is really only the beginning to a, an embodiment process afterwards or an alignment to the revelations that, that you will have during ceremony. And so there's a lot of post-ceremony support for integration, uh, speaking with the folks and allowing them to revisit it in, in their mind, encouraging them to take notes, journaling, and, and, and recalling it as often as you can. And I, I play very specific music during ceremony because music is so vital during during such an experience. And I, I found it to be very effective in, in when you share those playlists with individuals post-ceremony so as they're in a relaxed state listening to that music, they can recall Oh my gosh, I remember. Oh, the feeling, here it is. Oh my, I'm taking a back to this blissful love feeling. And, and that's post-body or uh, post-ceremony integration. And it's a process of weeks, months, and 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 years, you know, to be to be completely honest. Uh, the people that I have seen have the most transformation are still having their transformation. They've just been initiated to it and now embody it in a new way. Uh, we, are not, we haven't stopped learning. We haven't stopped unfolding. Uh, it is a lifelong journey. Uh, and, and so that's just some information in yeah. and around the, the mushroom space. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for letting me share that.
0: In yeah. a nutshell, this is great information. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to, I've just kind of, picked up three threads that I want to go back, if you don't mind, yes. together. Uh, one, um, you said at the very beginning, uh, when I asked, how do, you, how do people come to you? Uh, I love what you said about trusting, but also, I think, do you, would you also mean that trusting the medicine, because um, when I used to work with my, my personal uh, shaman with the uh, ayahuasca, she always used to say, um, you just need to trust this path. Um, you know I think that was really really important to understand that the application of you said it as well the medicine works that way it is the total opposite of our human wiring and conditioning to trust <laughs> the path right because we don't want to trust the path we want to make sure we have a certainty we want to make sure we already like there are so many people also in the medicine space where um, they have two three years of plans ahead and like everything needs to be, uh, you know, checklist. And, but, on, but on the other hand, there is this phenomena of trusting the path. When you become a facilitator, a medicine carrier like yourself, when you start holding spaces, holding safe containers for people to come and do their work, there is a big portion of, or at least the, the biggest part is to trust the medicine path. Let's speak to that quickly, because I've got two more to go back to.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's the foundation. That's why it's the root chakra. You know, root chakra is trust. It's, it's the trust in, in being and in, in, in just the, I am, I am. And so to carry these medicines is one thing because this stuff isn't legal. And so to, to carry these medicines requires a trust. And it, it, some may look at it as a night na- naiveness. Oh, you're being naive. It's like, I could, I can see how it would appear that way. Uh, I walk with a trust and spirit. I walk with the trust that I am doing what spirit asked me to do and not deviating from my own personal agenda. And when I do that, I can walk in trust. I can truly walk in trust and and submitting myself to spirit and asking for guidance through all my actions. And before we came on today, I asked for spirit to speak through me that my words are guided as spirit, which, which is ultimately what we are just to have a harmony flow of that, that energy through me, that prana. And so as I do that on a regular basis of daily, multiple times a day, bring myself into that heart-centered place, I can have trust in what I'm doing as being guided by something much greater than my person and much greater than societal rules and, and the, the, humani- you know, the, the, the games that uh, humanity play with ourselves. Uh, and so when an individual begins this path, they may not have that type of trust. And so it's a matter of connecting a person with themselves in that way or, or holding a reflection for that person to find that connection within themselves so that trust can be established. Because when a person is trusting you, really all they're saying is that I can trust myself. I, I can trust myself. And, and if a person doesn't have that connection with trust, uh, I can certainly display a way that uh, of it. Uh, I can display it. I can example or uh, exemplify what trust is. And as you begin to connect with the medicine, it too will demonstrate to you this trust uh, and, and really just trusting the path. You're always being led to where you need to be. You're always in the right place at the right time. Uh, it's always happening in your favor, even if we can't see it. Uh, it's, it's precise and the more we become synchronized with this, we see that there aren't any coincidences whatsoever. We see that it's, there's not a random meeting with any person. In, and, and when you can see that, you have full trust. You have full trust because you can see it playing out for you in front of your eyes. You can see how your thoughts manifest something instantly. And uh, there's nothing else to do from that place because you just, you just trust yourself. I, I, I feel a person at that point is benefited to dedicate themselves to, to mental discipline on what they're thinking at that point, because when you have that level of, of trust, your thoughts um, are served to be the most pure that you can be, because they do, they generate things. And if you have squirreliness in your thoughts, you, you're going to manifest squirreliness around you rapidly, too. So revisiting uh, m- mental discipline at that point, but that trust it's the root yeah. and, and from it I have watched the most magnificent blossomings of a person's heart and a person's mind, a person's soul. And, and the root and foundation of, of that whole process was trust, having trust. Mm.
0: Beautiful. And I like what you said about sometimes they, they may think, Oh, you're naive and so on. Um, because I I also got into the coaching for the microdosing processes and my background is in trauma and somatic experiencing and I love the fact that you know bringing such as powerful tool as psilocybin into the trauma healing or at least somatic experiencing processes uh, as a therapist as well I I look at it as not a naive space to go into but also what you are doing is you are helping people to understand what they are dealing with it's almost like a harm reduction um, mm-hmm. if these people are going to take this medicine and they, they'll find a way to take it why don't you help with the harm reduction at least mm-hmm. this you know with this level of um, education and information and and support i love the group processes and i think people thrive in group processes that's my background also And recently I heard from Rick Doblin, you know, MAPS Canada, founder of the MAPS Canada, he said um, they were about to launch a study, a group study, a group process with psilocybin. So this was this was going to be their first ever group process. I thought, wow, this is great, because also confirms that somehow the mycelial network, we all don't know each other, but we are all moving in the same direction together with the same thought, same intention. And I always thought group group processes are the most profound and powerful ways to transform people. And now he's kind of confirming that with creating a separate study uh, for group process. I think that's why the indigenous people always uh, created these sacred ceremonies where there's more attendees. Um, somehow the private ceremonies are great. I mean, it's probably uh, very helpful for us in the West because we are kind of more private and especially some of the European countries are very kind of rigid and sort of uh, we don't like the vulnerability part of this because being in a group means you need to expose yourself and you will need to expose yourself in order to heal and sometimes people don't like that which is fine. I like the private ceremony, the private working together but my heart always in the group processes, the community-centric therapy therapy Uh, circles and these type of processes are my favorite and um, just hearing it from you just gives that confirmation that it's not about naivety it's about harm reduction it's about collectively coming together healing together just because somebody may hold the space uh, because they have started to embark on this path earlier this doesn't mean you know some of us are on a higher level or lower level. There is no such a thing. It's all about creating a safe space to heal together because even I believe even the facilitator facilitator learns so much from the ceremonies they hold. I'm sure you can speak to that. I'm sure there are moments where you're like blown away with the level of learning that comes from your own ceremonies that you are holding space for, right? Maybe you can tell us a bit more of those experiences.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, each each. it, it feels to me and what has been my experience that each ceremony is is always about me, even if it's about a group of people or an individual person who's come to me. The person's coming to me because it's about them, though, from my experience and my my Dharma or my my incarnation, the ceremony is also about me. It's and, and so I each person that I have been blessed to serve is feels much like uh, a reflection that the mirror, like, if you can visualize this, it, it's really cool in my mind how it feels. So uh, bef- before solar panels were as they were, there was this concept of solar panels where uh, there was a tower in the center and mirrors were reflect reflecting the sun's light and they were focused towards the tower to collect the tower's heat and, and generate power that way. And so there, there can be a field of, of like satellite looking dishes around this center, uh, beam where they can focus their light. And so as I serve people, it's a lot like the field and the dishes have turned all these different ways. They're not all facing the same center. And, and after serving somebody or coming into alignment with them or having that connection where it's just, it's understood, uh, that we're a shared consciousness, that, that there is, there is a connection. It feels like, uh, those mirrors face the same place. And, and as we do this collective awakening, it's like all of our mirrors now focusing on the one, the one tower. And we all come into alignment, collective power and focus. And so each person I serve in in ceremony, it feels like this. It's like, okay, that mirror, now is beaming at the same source that I'm beaming at, but it wasn't like it was. It was uh, like we needed to get that mirror for like fixed. There wasn't a fixing the mirror. Uh, there was just a a natural process that it's just time for us to to tune this direction. And there are others who have tuned in that are helping helping others tune in. And so each ceremony feels like that to me. And and so the the level of 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 it, learning for me each time is I learned something new about myself uh, because that new reflection is now online. And uh, I've just now loved myself in a new way. I have a deeper level of connection. Another part of me has awoken. And so as each part awakens, my awareness grows deeper. And so truly every ceremony benefits me as much as it benefits the the person that or group that I'm, I'm, I'm working with.
0: I love that. Oh, my God, I'm so glad you mentioned this as well as your experience, because this is how I know how authentic the person is. This is kind of my uh, measuring (laughs) way of understanding where people are. So uh, even with just the classic therapy, when I get people approaching me to say, oh, I'm really I feel stuck here uh, in this area of my life. And can we start working? Uh, Can we can you help me, you know, understand this or at least help me work through this? And as soon as somebody says that, I'm like, great, this is our project. This is also my project. So it's always this excitement knowing that I know I will get so much out of this by facilitating this work for you. Mm -hmm. I'm just a container holding that safe space. But guess what? You have no idea how much you're going to help me learn just because you are opening up and asking help. So this is an exciting time, 100%. And I think... Yeah, as a facilitator, just thinking that we're learning the most, you know, there's a classic saying, if you want to master, I think we, we mentioned this before on another episode, um, if you want to master, you got to teach it, right? You got to at least um, facilitate, demonstrate. It's, it's a bit like that. And for us, you know, in the medicine space, I think we learn the most, 100% agree with that. Oh, yeah. And the other thing I picked up was the unconscious knowing that you are soon be putting a spotlight on this thing. So then the anxiety levels rise up. So I also heard uh, from some of the medicine carriers that this is actually because, I mean, some interpret it this way, where they say um, the medicine, the, it's, it's a bit like the Reiki energy. You know, when you work with the Reiki energy, you have to give permission. So there is an agreement is happening there with the person and also the person is receiving the energy so almost like i heard somebody uh, saying that when you agree to work with the medicine the medicine already begins to work with you energetically would you would you say something similar maybe the unconscious like also like the process begins before they actually get to the medicine or at least um participate in the ceremony absolutely yeah what are your thoughts? But let's go into a little bit more on that
1: one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it, it's, it is. Uh, it's demonstrable. I mean, you can, you can literally watch how when a person begins to be called to the medicine, the medicine is already working before you even consume it. And uh, I mean, I've, we've had the pleasure of being in, in the company of people who don't even have to take the medicine and they can have the same Transformative ceremonial experience, with with visions and everything, without even having consumed the medicine, uh, it 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 works it works even before like I even feel that a person even meets the medicine. There are like happenings, the medicines like a, like a beautiful aroma lingering, like you know, like kind of calling you in a direction you don't even know you're following it sometimes, and then all of a sudden you're seeing symbolism. And then people are mentioning things and all you start paying attention. This is like the sixth time this week that somebody mentioned the benefits of psilocybin to me. I feel like there's something to it. And then all of a sudden you get a message from somebody uh, and they have, they work with psilocybin and, and, and then you, you have the conversation of intentionally uh, turning or investing energy towards psilocybin. The, the medicine's already working and you, have, you haven't even consumed it. Uh, that's how powerful these, these, this medicine is. That's actually how powerful consciousness is itself. And so the, uh, the movement of, of those, uh, the, 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 the subconscious, or I'm not sure that the correct term to use for this, but the, this inner stirrings that happened prior to ceremony, I believe are because of this, because of the medicine uh, is working long before we go into ceremony. And uh, it will arise, bubble things up within you because it's already it's already present and it's already creating that movement of energy. Because the the practice that that I am am in the medicine is really all about energy, and it's all about movement of energy and clear connection with energy, flow of energy, harmony with energy, and and so well before ceremony happens, those those energy clogs are starting to, to loosen and bubble up to the surface. And it's exactly what I want with a person is to tell me, oh my gosh, if I have this, good. Medicine is working. And it's like we haven't even gotten to the medicine, but the medicine is working. Great. Uh, yes. And much before you, take, you would take the medicine, you, you will feel the effects of the medicine for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. This is also my feeling too. And the other thing I wanted to bring up, the other thread, the assignment on somehow many of us in the medicine space we actually have a joke and laugh about this with my other colleagues and uh, we say that once you take the medicine it's almost like the medicine has its own agenda and then you you kind of (laughs) go into an assignment so you start to serve in a way because you know like earlier you said uh, because I had benefited so much it's just a natural thing to offer it to other people so they can benefit it in their own way. But I feel like there is a deeper meaning and there's a deeper um, play out here that um, the medicine kind of gets us on a contract or assignment somehow. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I would agree. It helps reveal your soul mission. I would phrase it in that way with, um, because uh, the the medicine gets you in connection with your authentic self, your authentic expression. And so uh, it's like a flower blossoming it feels like to me is it you you get in harmony with that happening. And as you do so, it feels like you're called to do it. like I'm called to allow my soul to be fulfilled in this way. It's my authentic self and we could, could call that a soul mission. And so that soul mission sometimes feels, uh, you know, drawn to service or a particular expression, you know, an artist, I have to bring this to the, to the people. Uh, and so it feels like some sort of contract or, or, or um, sense of, of driven purpose. Uh, and I would say it would just be your soul being fulfilled and, 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 in, in, in harmonious alignment with your soul and, and the, the plant medicines, entheogens have the capacity to uh connect that or allow that connection to be reestablished in harm in a harmonious flow and so as you come out of it you're you're touched and you're like i have to do this and i have i've seen people come out of ceremony and they're they're devoted to something i have to do this it it could be with relations how i'm showing up for somebody uh my diet i are, are leaving an old habit They're just devoted in a, in a direction. I have to, I'm going to this place. I'm going to India. I'm going to Peru. I'm going wherever I have to, I don't know why, but I got to go to the the pyramids of Giza. Uh, And so it feels like there's, there's this, 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 this contract or something that's ignited. Uh, I would express it as soul fulfillment. You're, you're hearing your soul finally and it's, and it's, you're, you're hearing the calling of your soul to, 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 to do exciting, epic stuff, to enjoy yourself, to be of service, uh, to thrive here. And these are ways you can thrive here. And so, uh, yeah, I, I see that activation uh, very yeah. frequently in people. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm loving the way that you look at it because I feel like you are a very sort of... Um, because you're so embodied in everything you do, you probably don't encounter many, but some of the work that I do, I encounter a lot of bypassing because of this, because, um, you know, you must've heard that most, (laughs) most often than not, you know, people who go through these ceremonies, suddenly we call it the, um, spiritual narcissism or psychedelic narcissism, or at least we call, there is another label. What is it? Um, uh, uh, return of the Messiah, uh, you know the the idea that suddenly after one ceremony the idea that they can now hold ceremony with the medicine and they're now ready I think this of course like everything there is always this side to the medicine that is kind of open for abuse and open for bypassing and sometimes um the work is so deep and we talked about this on our first episode and just quick reminder for our listeners if you haven't watched the first episode please do revisit uh, we kind of laid the foundation on that episode a lot especially uh, there is nothing wrong with the light and the love and positivity but we really need to go into the mess descend before ascending type of concept and I think I'm picking up, you know, being in many communities, I'm sure you are the same. Sometimes we see uh, posts and we pick up uh, sort of um, messages that people suddenly feel like, okay, I am now shaman. So the medicine told me, I know the medicine told me, I know medicine told me that I should, I am a shaman. So they go and, you know, hold ceremonies, which can be quite the opposite of, beneficial and quite detrimental to the process of self-growth. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I, I encounter that very frequently. I think it's a, it's a very beautiful place uh, to bring attention to right now as the,
0: the uh,
1: psychedelic or entheogen re- revolution is taking place. These medicines are now coming out. I, I think we'd be served to really address what you're speaking about because it's, it's so common. It's, it's so common. Uh, I speak to it often in, in, in our communities. Uh, it's beautiful to come out and be driven, absolutely to be inspired. Uh, there is a respect for a process of your own maturation. And so honor yourself and take the appropriate time to do the appropriate steps to unfold exactly whatever your ambition is. Uh, that is a very healthy way to, to grow. Because if you go straight up, you get top heavy, you have no roots, you're going to fall over. Your trees just going boop, boop. As soon as the wind blows, you're done. Root yourself. You know, do Take this time to study. Take this time to apprentice and get to know. If you're truly going to serve a plant medicine, you need to have a connection with that medicine. And I mean, like, develop a relationship with that. Become and if, if anything, one with the medicine, be an extension of the energy of that medicine, be a conduit, a channel of that medicine. Uh, and this happens with time. And I, granted, I love, I love where we are in evolution right now. We are severing ties with some old traumas and old ancestral stuff. And so emerging our, our preset um, beings who are ready to handle some, some, some really amazing tasks on this planet right now. They're coming pre-prepared, souls already experienced in tremendous amounts of, of our dharma uh, and our karma on the earth. And so uh, um, that th- th- this means that we may see shamanic type qualities in a seven-year-old because that soul has become prepared for that. Uh, and so can a person you know be activated through say an ayahuasca ceremony and become a shaman the next week. It is definitely possible. Uh, uh, Though I would even encourage a person who is called to do that, to, to, to honor the process of, 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 of our collective and, 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 and use some of the reflections from our elders they are there for a reason. Our elders know what we know for a reason. Uh, We're here to help each other and, and it fits all together. And meaning that every part is playable in this and, and, and to a really wise person, you know, that, that, uh, and I see this, I, I, the, uh, the return of the Messiah syndrome very often. And, and I even lived through it myself. I, I, I was activated in a way that was my God, like, uh, is anybody else seeing the things that I'm seeing? Like. The only person that I found that really talks this way is Jesus. And I was like, I really must be in some sort of connection with Jesus because no one seems to understand this, what Jesus was saying, or some people are, but like, I felt such a strong connection with the, the essence of Jesus. And, and so I went through this questioning of, am I, am I the one? because I feel one when I'm in this state, I'm one with everything. And am I the one? Uh, And it, it took my own process of going through that and beautiful reflections and also encountering thousands of people who said the same thing (laughs) it was like wow okay okay this is a thing people really do believe they're god and i know i am actually and i'll say that without 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 any type of attachment to it i know what i am for sure there's a difference though in being an egoic god and being yourself it's very different (laughs) and and so i do walk people through extreme states of delusion because i have been through it myself and when i say that extreme states of delusion is, is what you know you're perhaps referring to the uh the immediate um inflammation of the ego to a, a grandized sense of god <laughs> bless our hearts bless our souls it's a tough one to, to walk through because you do you feel it you feel it all yourselves i am it's like i know i know you are i believe me i am you too and i know what you're feeling uh but you are, everything is you, everything. It's not you separate. I am separate. No, I am totality. You are me. I'm you. Uh, and so I walk people through this and, and I see it so often that inspiration straight out the gate, boom, I'm going to serve combo. I'm going to serve, uh, LS. i you don't see so much ceremony with LSD, but you know, ayahuasca uh, people get activated and they really just want to serve it. uh, uh, San Pedro medicine. Uh, and it does, you know, there, there are ecological impacts to this. And, and this one who serves the Bufo, I have a six year relationship with this medicine. I'm here in the desert to collect this medicine. I walk the land from which the medicine comes. I handle the toads. I know them. I, I have an intimate relationship with them that I've taken time to cultivate led by my heart and, and, and and my spirit and, and the, uh, community of of practitioners that I'm a part of that I can reference and how we do this. And so as a person gets activated, say through, say Bufo Alvarez, you can want to serve everyone and everything and probably be called to want to serve this medicine. It makes a difference on our environment, how you do, because if you just rush to the desert and go tromping through the desert, and, and damaging things like right now, like peyote, for example, is endangered in, in my country, in America, because people, uh, you know, like over harvest things and, and and are a detriment to the environment of which these natural medicines would occur. And so that's happening. At, at least there's an awareness to that with this toad that uh, the encroachment on the environment, the effects of um, uh, I mean, really, if you go out to harvest a toad and you think you're going to make money on it, you should not touch a toad. Don't, do not touch that toad. That toad is not a money for you. That toad produces a medicine. It's a medicine. It has a function. If you are trying to make money off of this toad to sell online with medicine, uh, I call you into your heart space now to release such such practices because we're being called to honor spirit in the way of sustainability. And that means uh, really honoring the power of these molecules, really honoring yourself, respect yourself. You've given yourself these great privileges and honors. Please handle them responsibly, responsibly, ethically, morally. And so we can benefit from these beautiful plant medicines. Uh, but if you're harvesting or growing any of them because you think you're going to make money on them, you're not honoring yourself. You're not respecting yourself to the really to the full intention of these medicines. And, and so that process is, is something that I, I, I request people to take time to mature in that level of relationship. Because when you can have that, you know, your integrity is aligned with the people you're going to serve. And it does, like I said, it has environmental impacts. You're not going to go tromping through the desert uh, uh, with every footstep thinking and sending some vibration out to the universe and I'm going to make some money. Every step makes a difference. How you walk in the desert makes a difference. How you breathe in the desert makes a difference. And if you're sending thoughts of, of capital gain over these medicines as you're collecting these medicines, that's not the energy that these medicines want to align with. And 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 there are people that they ask to align with them because you're open to it here. Please walk softly on the earth when you're here. Please dance and sing for rain while you're here. Please allow yourself the full connection with your creation. And 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 when you walk in this 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 spirit you're a medicine person. You're 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 qualified to be a clean conduit for yourself because you're not going to impose your views or belief on anybody. You don't need to. I don't need to impose any of my views on people. I love you. And in that love field, you will see the truth. You will come to the own, your own conclusion because it's to me, it's the nature of every one of us. I've seen it as the foundation of creation and anybody who takes the time to honor that comes to the same conclusion. And, and so we don't need to force views upon people. Uh, we don't need to force medicine upon people. You just hold the space for people who are, are, are ready and prepared and you help those who are interested get more prepared for it so that they have the, the best experience they can because that person is you and you want them to have their best experience for the sake of you because they're you and you it's just like know that they can have this evolution or rebirthing of themselves into a much grander experience of life like a a, a new metamorphosis of their being and you get to be the one to be the the doula you know the 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 cosmic doula to, to be there uh and that happens with with that that connection and that that maturation with yourself and taking the time to honor all of these uh well just to honor yourself, to respect yourself and develop that relationship. I, I went on long about that. I apologize. I'm passionate about this subject.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Now beautiful said. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. So the you know, the ego uh, inflammation of the ego, I like that. Is not serving. It's detrimental to uh collective consciousness and it's also not sustainable because through the psychedelic medicines, when we go through this ego trips, um, one of my favorite stories is Mm -hmm. I actually saw this with my own eyes in one of the community groups. Uh, One lady messaged and said, "Uh, I'm dealing with a narcissistic partner. Uh, She said, is it a good idea that he should take uh, psychedelics? And uh, and then another lady jumped in and, and, and answered. She said, no, like, no, with exclamation, no. <laughs> she said, I was dealing with a narcissistic partner um, and now he's taken psychedelics. Now he thinks he's God. So <laughs> it's, it's like that, right? So I think, I love what you said. So the three things I'm taking away, maturity, allow the maturation process, allow the connection to the medicine, be the extension of the medicine. Um, I love these concepts because when I used to work, when I used to do my foundational work with my shaman, um, she always used to say for those people that used to just wake up from the ceremony or come down from a ceremony and say, oh, guess what? I am shaman. The medicine told me that I need to do what you're doing. And she would just kindly listen and she'd be like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." I never forget. She has this very lovely subtle tone to her voice and she's like "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm," just kind of acknowledging the person because you don't want to also upset them because who are we to decide who should be serving the medicine but I love her approach and she will always say when you're ready the medicine will find you just trust that so that oh. yeah that was so beautiful that she always encouraged people don't go and find it don't go and look online and buy it because online there's I had my first-hand experience, Vishnu. I had a guy message me privately on Messenger just because he saw some of the content that I was sharing on psychedelic medicines. And he said, with a broken English, he said, I have two gallons of ayahuasca. Do you want to buy it? And that's when I realized how uh, detrimental this is for the environment, like you said earlier, this needs a super, super strong responsibility, ownership, and knowing, I, I looked into the Piotr and San Pedro as well, and I didn't. I was shocked to learn that Piotr takes years, years, years and years to grow. That really broke my heart. And we can just yank it out of the earth just because we want to use it for ceremony. It kind of, I mean, imagine how many years, at least two, three years they say that it takes to grow a peyote plant and I my heart just kind of broken into pieces thinking that wow look at the nature even the medicine I think best if you want to grow it grow it in your own home and really nurture it all those years and prepare yourself in the meantime to for the medicine I think there are so many ways like you said earlier there's so many ways we can do this without hurting anybody with responsibility taking ownership and yes, the messiah complex is very real, but I think holding the space, just like my shaman used to set an example, just acknowledging the person, yes, mm-hmm, 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 not judging and just saying, when you're ready, when you're really ready, the medicine will come to you. I think that's, a, that's kind of a good indication to direct people. Um, but, you know, the world that, you know, we, we cannot deny the dualistic reality of course, there's going to be dark forces, people using and abusing psychedelic medicines. They always have done and it's been done. Uh, it's been used for magic. It's been used for so many things. But um, also yeah. it's, it's very important to talk about this, but also focus on the positive and, and share some of the things that we've just shared in terms of just kind of bringing awareness. There are, these things are happening. So let's not be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. We get a that. choice
1: even within, with, within the medicine, uh, world, we get a choice to make on, mm-hmm. on how to, how to serve that duality, yeah. how to serve our, our duality. And, uh, yeah, I've seen these medicines used in all kinds of misappropriate ways. Uh, I would say that I, I found myself, uh, having to navigate places like that, uh, sometimes without even knowing, Oh my gosh, what kind of thing I opened up is like, Oh, wow. Like, uh, because you, there, there are all types of beings and not just human beings. There are all kinds of beings. And sometimes I've opened up things that obviously I was prepared to, because I wouldn't have access to it otherwise. However, uh, It can be a lot. It can be cumbersome to open some aspects of yourselves, the multidimensional self, uh, and have someone present or someone, their their presence is carrying a a channel to this entity or something. Uh, The There is, a, there, there, there is a fullness in the medicine space, meaning uh, there is a very dark side of the medicine space. There's a very, very dark side of the medicine space. And if you're unaware of it and don't know how to navigate it, 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 it can do things. Uh, it can have detriment. And so I do like to honor the conversations that happen around that side as much as Uh, all the benefits really. It's like, I love the benefits that it's easier to smile and joke and laugh about the benefits, but there are some, there are some malpractices and abuses that happen around these things. And and it serves us to be honest enough to, to address them. And and so some are on a physical level and some are on, on very deep psyche, psyche psyche levels, Uh, but they're present, they're present. And, and I'm happy to, to have conversations right now with everyone about them so that we can navigate them more safely. I'm a big fan of education. I'm a big fan that if you give people knowledge, that person can, can guide themselves better through that with that field, because they have, they have a tool set of knowledge. Uh, they're not going into it blank. I also honor the original creativity to navigate something originally with original creative thought and not being tainted by, by prior projections or seeds, Uh, And so there is a very intentional sharing on on subject matter like this uh, because we are very suggestible and we can plant seeds in people's subconscious that manifest into real experiences. Uh, So I am very select in what I do share uh, at the same time as I I honor some of the most challenging conversations in and around psychedelics uh, because I have been witness to things that people would not believe until you've seen them. Uh, it's like, I can't believe people would one, use these this way or to call in those type of entities and whatever. But you wouldn't believe it until you witnessed it and, been, and, and actually experienced it. And like, my God, people are doing this. It's like, yeah, this is for real. Um, some people worship this way. Uh, it's, it's, kinda, it's, it's bizarre, but I mean, it's, it's again, it's one, one of the ways that the universe is experiencing itself. And I, I choose to align myself with uh, benevolence with love with joy with purity uh he said that's what i that's what i enjoy that's what is called for for me it's what wants to happen through me mm-hmm. and and in, the, in that, that sense i honor the my other half too. my my my, my duality i honor
0: as well. Mm-hmm. i love that <laughs> yeah yeah reinforcing the fact that we have choice we have always had choice always have choice how we uh, practice yeah mm-hmm. and um Yeah, this is so good. And um, one thing I wanted to say, also, I wanna ask you about the Bufo medicine, but one last thing just to close this window that we just opened with the um, uh, malpracticing. Um, I think, I, I, I believe that human beings, that's probably why the assignment factor, you know, the contract factor, you know, I do believe in humanity, I, I am naive, maybe, I do believe in the power of collective consciousness, coming togetherness and healing togetherness and love and embodiment, all of that. Um, and I do realize that I think this is our natural form. And that's why the medicine, once the medicine reveals us, we're meant to serve, we're meant to help guide walk each other home like Randa said and once that revealed uh, it's very natural for us to want to be in that assignment I'm I'm signing the contract today as soon as I I mean I witnessed so many people during the ceremony saying I'm a healer this is my path and and I've just kind of assigned to it sort of Uh, concepts and yeah I think it's just our natural way as human beings we are just called to be good there is this intuitive humanness in all of us that we just want to share care guide teach learn from each other and just there is this deeper wiring in all of us that is innately good so I just wanted to kind of leave it there for that part so yeah just wanted to take your thoughts on on the the innately good in all of us
1: absolutely i agree you know and and i've 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 bared witness to very similar experiences in the middle of ceremony the um all likes of healer um aspects are awoken in a person and you know, it, it, it's very easy for me to encounter because it's like yeah you're you are actually a healer but you're healing yourself This is a process of healing yourself. And that's the only type of healer that you can be really is a healer of yourself. And from that place of of healedness, you hold space for others to become their own healer. And so a healer is certainly what I'm experiencing in you. Perhaps not the healer in the sense that our ego likes to say, I'm going to go out and I'll fix the world. I'm a savior to the world. It's like that's where the ego gets into it but I witnessed healers awaken all the time in, in ceremony. It's like, yeah, you, you are, I can feel the healing taking place within you. So I, I can't deny that you are a healer. Um, I, you know, I, I, I would, uh, wait until, you know, some time has gone by to feel if, if what you experiences as a healer is called to a medicine or not, that's a different, different story or a modality to use, but you are a healer in, in the fact that you're healing yourself. And we all have that innate, that innate ability, uh, and, and the, the natural capacity to want to contribute to the health of the world, the health of community, the health of, of the environment is there in everybody. I, I really do feel it, it, is, uh, it, it is the key to world peace even, is, is, is acting on that innate or inherent quality within us. And I've seen no greater tool to, to do this than the, and then to bring people into the awareness of oneness. And as you demonstrate and walk a life of oneness and act from, from that place where I can love my neighbor as myself, because it is myself. I eat the way I eat because I love animals and I love plants and I eat in a way that sustains the earth, that makes sure that everybody has food and that nothing had to really suffer for that. And so as you demonstrate this, this, and if people want to know why that people ask you questions, people ask me all the time, like, Oh, what, you know, what do you believe in? It's like, I'm pure love. I'm pure consciousness. I believe in, in oneness. It's like, it's, it's the non-dual state. It's you or me and I am you. And it's the perfect way to live on this planet because I get to produce the world based on my actions. How am I treating myself? Everything is, how am I treating myself? You know, am I treating the environment? lovingly am i treating my relations lovingly am i treating peers lovingly uh it brings peace because you you see very clearly in the oneness that i reap what i sow what i do to you i've done to myself and so how how am i treating myself how am i showing up for myself
0: yeah and that was it i think you said that the the best way possible we uh, the thought of, we are innately good people and we all have yes, the capacity that's to it. be good and to do good. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Yeah. And from that place of oneness, that innate capacity to want to be good, do good, serve is there. It's just right there. So mm-hmm. available. It's because it's so clear that, that it's you, it, it, it's you. And I, I really believe this is at the base of us too, um, in fact, one of my favorite books and one of the most known books, the, the Bhagavad Gita, says that it, it's how you live once you know yourself. You know, once you come to know yourself, you live in service to yourself. And I do believe that, you know, it's a very suggestible thing from a, a very um, esthetic book, though I do believe it as well. It It, uh, it resonates well with
0: me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So now. Uh, For the last portion of our conversation, can we talk about Bufo? What makes it so different? What makes it so unique and super healing? Because I listened to a lecture from a neuroscientist gone into the Bufo medicine and she said, it is a literal nervous system reset. Tell us a bit more about what you know and how did you connect and what's this Bufo all about?
1: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Praise, praise the Bufo. Praise this desert and praise the rain. Thank you, rain. So I, I had the, the, the very fortunate experience of coming to this desert six years ago uh, in some of the latter half of a, a very long spiritual quest. And uh, it was my first night here in the desert. It was father's day and that night i was in such a beautiful place uh, free as a bird it just felt so free and liberated and i was sitting watching the sun set and it was so beautiful Uh, the colors in, in arizona sky and sunset they're remarkable out here and so i'm admiring the nature beauty and this giant toad comes and just sits right next to me where i'm sitting it just comes up and sits there And at this point, I have a very good relationship with animals. I can tell when an animal is paying attention to me and that it wants a direct interaction with me. And you can tell this with nature. Like nature will oftentimes interact with you. It wants to do something with you. And it'll demonstrate this. Uh, The air and the wind is playful. The water is playful in this way too. And so the toad came to me. And and, uh, I began to have this interaction with the toad. I didn't understand fully what it wanted, but I was open to, to interact with it. And then it went on its way. And I thought, wow, what an, that was so cool. That was the biggest toad I'd ever seen. It was giant. It's a, they're giant toads. And I was so excited that, that I, I just witnessed this toad. I told my neighbor the following day that I, I had seen this toad. She said, oh, that's the Bufo Alvarez toad. It's the largest North American uh, toad, a Colorado river toad, uh, the g- g- giant Sonoran toad, some names. She sent me a link on the biology and the environmental like location and all this stuff with it. And so I, I just read up about it and uh, I believe it was two days later I had mentioned to another resident at this community that I was present in that I, I had this interaction with a toad. And at that point, the man asked me if I was aware that it had this this, uh, psychedelic compound or psychoactive compound in it. And I was like, no, I've never heard of such, you know, I've never heard of this. And then he said, oh, yeah, like it's supposed to be like very, very powerful. And so, you know, I had this interest at the time. I was like, "Okay, well, let me look into this. And I went online and, and really there wasn't much information at the time. Six years ago, there wasn't hardly any information online. There was one pamphlet that a man, uh, I forget his name, Ken something had written. And so I started reading the pamphlet and uh, learning about this toad. And uh, in the meantime, several days later, some neighbors came to me and they said they had actually milked uh, uh, one of the glands of of one of the toads that they found. And they asked me to prepare it if I would. And I I was, you know, okay. So I consulted spirit as I, as, as I do. I was like, okay, this is happening. This is, this has been brought to me. Obviously you want my attention here. What do you want from me here? Like, how do I show up in service in this place? Uh, My attention is being drawn to this subject. It's, and, and it's been delivered to me. This medicine has been delivered to me. I met this toad. How is it that you want me to proceed? How is it that this happens? And it ended up giving me, through meditation, some insight on on how to prepare the medicine. And uh, I had an initial ceremony with the medicine and two other individuals. After that ceremony, uh, I had a second ceremony 20 days later. And after that second ceremony, uh, a a connection was established with the medicine uh, that is thriving today in me. And it came with so much information, so much clarity on how to, how to serve the medicine, how to, how to practice in a way that this, that this medicine wants to be practiced with. And so it's really bizarre, right? That it's like, um, it came from within, but it's also, a connection to outside because there's a physical toad that this medicine, and I actually physically administer this medicine. So there's a physicalness to it. Uh, and what's amazing is now, since I've gotten that guidance and shared with others and heard others back, it's actually pretty much a standard of how we all how practice with this BUFO. So whatever is guiding us is guiding us unanimously. Uh, we have pr- uh, the foundation or the template from which we serve is pretty much the same, and all the BUFO practitioners I've met. Uh, anyone who's really tapping in, unless there's somebody who's just got excited and they're just not beginning with it, they may not serve this way because they're learning still, uh, are not connected, but everyone I know who, who appropriately serves this medicine has pretty much the same template of how we, we serve from, uh, and so, uh, what makes it you know, what it is, uh, I don't think I could explain that in words, <laughs> truly, uh, it's one of those, those experiences that is, it, it, it holds space for an experience that is ineffable. And a, a full nervous system reset would be one way I would describe it. Yes, it completely resets you. Uh, and it works with you where you are. Now, being that this is the, such a, uh, a limited resource, it is a very select resource it comes from a very s- small species of, of animals only accessible in a very small period of the time ton- of the year uh, and meaning that that as I work with this molecule I, I do the best that I can to ensure that that person is really prepared for this medicine if you're trying if you I just want to try it it's not for you it's not a, something you just try you can go try soda you can try tacos you can try all types of things, but this isn't a trying, I just want to try Bufo. You don't just try it. You're called to this medicine. If you really are, are really like going to have the experience, you, you're called to it. You're called to it. Uh, and you have taken some steps to prepare yourself for it. It's a great initiation. It is, it is an initiation to, uh, for me, it was the first time, in this body that I had my non experience, and which it, it that that is as close to it as I can describe it because I, I was in a, in, a, in a state of awareness of no body, of no mind, of no time, there was nothing but infinite, everywhere was here. And there, I could even if I tried to travel within that space, I would still be here because everywhere I am. There was nothing. There was no second thing, and so there's no fear. There's no presence of fear because there's all there is is you. There's and it feel the feeling, the elation of it is nothing but pure euphoric bliss, just pure bliss would be no fear. And it was interesting because I, I there was not even a concept of thinking. There was just an experiencing of myself. Like it was like if I thought it was it 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 I don't even know how to even perceive a thought at in that space. It was just an experience of myself, and so it provided for, for me the first time to have an experience of of not thinking, of not seeing, of not being in a in a form of some kind, of uh, being being conceptualized. It was completely beyond concept concept. It was beyond birth and beyond death. It was, it was so beyond that even the words that I speak about it don't even come close to the direct experience of it. And how that actually takes place, uh, I'm still discovering what the, the, the molecular chemical uh, neural process and all this stuff that is happening. We are all discovering what it is right now. Uh, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm gaining some understanding that it has the capacity to completely disable the, the, the default, uh, mode network in your, our conscious perception of being a human or identity is completely suspended. Uh, and the brain is lit up, you know, just like a Christmas tree. So you're using more parts of your brain and different parts of the brain are connecting, And so it's uh, either, however it's allowing what it allows, I'm grateful that, that it allowed for me to have the experience that I did. And for the people that I have witnessed have that same experience, there is no greater communion with myself when I hold myself and that person can see I, and that's all that they see is I. I, I, it's I and I everywhere. Everything I see is is my infinite beauty, and as I get to witness a person do that, uh, I, 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 I couldn't imagine doing anything else on this planet any, anymore. And and it doesn't that it doesn't necessarily mean that the medicine gets a person to there every time. There are people who smoke the medicine and, and don't get to that space. Uh, they're still got stuff to do, and it will show you at that point what you need to do to move further, to 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 further your evolution, to deepen in your awakening. Uh, but for the ones that I get to witness do that, oh my, my love, my love, my love, my love, it is, it is, it is the reward of being for me to see myself liberated from the limit, limited self, and then return to the limited self to experience. from totally different it's it's like oh my oh wow it's like i know right yeah (laughs) wow uh and so praise the bufo praise the sacred molecule a complete reset is definitely is something that many people would report a direct connection with the divine how another person would report it uh most oftentimes people hardly have the words for it it's and that's why the integration process becomes so important because it's like I know it's hard to speak about it but we need to we need to bring it out let's let let's not right now after ceremony but tomorrow let's reflect upon it let's make words for it let's let's cultivate words to connect with so that we can remember it and it doesn't just become a vague experience it it, it it's It's tangible, it's experienceable outside of it because you don't have to take the medicine all the time once you've got the connection. And that's one of the greatest post-ceremony benefits I've witnessed with the Bufo is it has a lasting impact. It has uh, the capacity to create a channel connection that a person who practices yoga, meditation, tai chi, any of that, can access it again and again and again once once initiated to it yeah, it becomes the, the standard of my meditation or even going into sleep or out of sleep i feel the same theta brainwave state or whatever i'm going into as i go into sleep and out of sleep i'm in that i can go into that what would call the bufo experience uh, it's available it 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 it, it gives you that path of, oh, that's, that's it. Okay. Now that I've been home, I know how to get home through all my other methods. Now I can get there through breathing. I can get there through my diet. I can get there through just sitting and watching a beautiful Canyon because I, I'm, I'm familiar again with myself. I I've been home and I know I've been home without a doubt. I'm not just thinking and, and that bypassing, I'll bring that up right now. Cause there is that, oh, I think I'm home or I'm very, very spiritual. I have light council meetings with Pleiadians and galactic people. And it's like, great. And I, I'm not doubting your experience. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to really, really know without knowing, without thinking, you know, there is a way that you don't have to think that you know anything because there's nothing to know. It's all sitting in infinite there. You don't have to hold it. It's like, it's, 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 self-sustaining. It's self-present. It's all pervading. (laughs) You can just open up and channel parts of it. It's like, oh, I need to channel this part, channel that part, whatever it is. Uh, And so it provides, it's provided for me all of that. And through that, I have doing my best effort to provide that for other people uh, with guidance, preparation, You know, keeping the the sacredness alive with with medicine practice uh, and allowing the heart to blossom.
0: Wow. Praise
1: (laughs) the (laughs) buffalo.
0: Thank you so much for all of your wisdom. This was very powerful. I have a few takeaways. One, do not try for the sake of trying. This is not the medicine for you. I think this is so profound and it's very, very timely now. And I think it kind of uh, shows me how serious the psychedelic medicines are. If, you know, it's not just for trying. If it's, Even if it's something else, it doesn't have to be for, even if it's psilocybin or ayahuasca, I think it kind of has this sense to how serious and sacred and how you're going into a very deep and big experience. So make sure you are ready. So I like that. And the other one is, Yeah, you can be home without creating all these narratives about, you know, like some of us do feel the need, uh, which again, (laughs) holding space, but at least, you know, knowing that I think what the the best thing I'm going to take away is like, it's already happening. You said this uh, on the first episode as well, the infinite unfolding is already happening you don't have to hold it you don't have to contain it you don't have to make stories about it just be and breathe into it just breathe it through you this is a great way to close our second conversation i want to say infinite gratitude thank you for all your teachings and energy that you bring us here namaste namaste susan thank
1: you
0: Thank you. And for our listeners, hope you enjoyed another powerful conversation with Vishnu and thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to connect with me or Vishnu, uh, drop your comments, ask questions, even just share. We are all one. You are uh, your, your favorite is you are me and I am you, right?
1: That's
0: right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and it's happening right here, right now. Don't forget.
1: That's it. (laughs) Tune in. Tune in. Your life is live. This is the miracle. Right here, right now, this very breath. All of creation made just so you could have that breath. Your heart beating. All of this. Every grain of sand put in exactly its place so that you can be right here, right now, to feel exactly what you're feeling. Tune into it. Feel the love of it. Feel the miracle that it is live in harmony with yourself because you're a living gift you are i thank you family i love you
0: beautiful thank you and thanks very much guys it was i'll see you on the next episode i'm sure we'll have Vishnu back again very soon because it's your energy is very addictive so i have to say so we're definitely going to have you back again and until next time much love bye for now Thank you so much for joining us. Psychedelic Conversations podcast is designed to educate, inform, and expand awareness. For more information, please head over to psychedelicconversations.com. You can also share with your friends or leave a review so that we can reach more people. You can also join us in our private Facebook group to keep the conversation going. This show is for information purposes only and it is not intended to provide mental health or medical advice. Thanks for listening.